0: Yes, good morning everyone. It is Monday, September 19. The Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio, and a very good morning to you wherever and however you're listening. Oh, what a weekend we've got coming up. And uh, the Swans are in the grand final to play Geelong Sunday afternoon at the MCG. And what a game that is going to be. Then you can flick over to the Golden Rose at some stage during the afternoon and then set up for the second preliminary final later that night. Penrith and the Bunnies, again, during the finals. Rematch last year's grand final, of course. And on Friday night, Parramatta have a chance to make their first grand final since 2009. They've got to go to Townsville and beat the North Queensland Cowboys. Best time of the year, Loza. Morning to you, mate.
1: Yep, morning, boys. Um, Looking forward to the finals this weekend. The finals on the weekend weren't... That great because both teams dominated. The winners, South Sydney and Parramatta, were just way too good for the Sharks and the Raiders. Uh, Parramatta, they played the type of offensive game that we think can trouble the Panthers and the Cowboys. Their offloading ability is second to none. Um, and their forwards were very powerful and they just steamrolled the Raiders. So well done to Parramatta through to their prelim final, although it's going to be tough up there in North Queensland. And then at Allianz Stadium on Saturday night, Geez, the Sharks South Sydney game. I don't know what to make of that. There was a few injury concerns for South Sydney, but it was thirty-eight to twelve for the Sharks uh, to the to the Rabbitohs. But the completion rate from both sides weren't high. The Sharks they conceded thirty points in their two finals to bounce straight out of the final series after finishing second in the regular season. Uh, Craig Fitzgibbon was certainly unhappy with their performance, but not happy with the overall year. Um, but uh, Souths. Um, They did it easy on on Saturday night. They'll have to fine-tune their game. They can't afford as many turnovers as they did the other night. But defensively, they were good. And while you've got Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker, Cameron Murray, and Damian Cook in your side, you've got plenty of points in you. And they will trouble South Sydney if they can control possession.
2: Pop, how was the weekend? Morning, boys. Yeah, very good. Very good. Some great sport. Uh, Love the Swannies win. My God, how good. Fairy tale for buddy. Here we go, grand final, oh. win the flag, and the Gold Coast for two years. You know? <laughs> that's the plan, I reckon, well, that's be, the
0: plan. It would be the perfect way to finish, wouldn't it? Geez, they were good. Oh, they <laughs> they had our hearts in our mouths yeah. for the last quarter. Oh, my God. And you just knew it was coming, didn't you, Loz? So that Collingwood side, you've said it all season, they've got some serious character. And even with the Swans up 23 in the last quarter, heading into the last quarter, you just knew that Collingwood were going to make a run at some point.
1: Well, that's what Collingwood have been doing all game, you know. And I think they won this year. I think there was a stat running around somewhere that they've won 10 games or something under six points. Yet their two finals games this year, they lost by under six points. Um, So you knew that Collingwood could win a tight game and you got a little bit nervous there towards the end Mm -hmm. when they were coming hard. The Swans led by 36 points there at one stage in the third quarter. And you just thought that, you know, they, they need to play footy, they continue to play football, but they, they looked as though they tightened up and tried to protect the lead. But the Swans, they were good enough in the end to go through to uh, another grand final. It's the fourth in the John Longmite era. Um, and Buddy, who knows, it possibly could be his last game. But I thought, Every one of the Swans players, they stood up on the weekend. They go through to a grand final. It was a tough game. They're taking on Geelong, who did it easy against the Brisbane Lions. They're a quality outfit. Um, a lot of people say that you know they should have won a couple more premierships under Chris Scott. They've only won the one, and I think that was in his first season in charge. So, they will go into this game as favourites, but the Swans—you'll never write them off because they are a very tough footy team.
0: Yeah, the market we tab has Geelong a dollar fifty-five and the Swans two dollars forty-five. So, ten and a half is the line as it stands for the AFL Grand Final on Saturday, and in the NRL Preliminary Finals this week, Penrith a dollar thirty-eight against the Bunnies three dollars ten on Saturday. So, the line there eight and a half, Penrith pronounced favourites as you'd expect and uh, North Queensland dollar seventy against the Eels $2.15. Two and a half the line for that one. So Parramatta into their first preliminary final since 2009 when they made that unbelievable run with Jared Hayne in incredible form at the back end of that season but then they fell short against the Melbourne Storm who eventually lost that grand final or that premiership of course due to the salary cap breaches but uh, the Eels—they've got to do it the hard way by going to Townsville. But Brad Arthur—I mean, what was it about six, seven weeks ago? The
2: story came out that his management was shopping him around, yep. and here he is on the verge of a grand final. They're good too, Para. They—they uh, play great footy. Yeah, and, and I think the other thing in the back of their mind will be the fact that if they do, if they can beat the Cowboys and then they do play the Panthers in the GF, they've beaten them this year. Oh, yeah, I just think if they can, the key for them now is they're going to is to find a way to be as fresh as they can for this game, because that's going to be the advantage of the Cowboys. Yes, they've got home ground advantage, but I think that, that week off, so your players come into this game fresh, is massive. So how, how, how Parra can uh, get themselves both physically and mentally right, I think will determine the outcome of this game. Your Raiders just uh, ran out of puff laws. Yeah, they
1: just weren't good enough, Middo. Parramatta, their powerful game that they play through the middle, it was outstanding. And, you know, you look at Parramatta and the key to them is obviously forwards, but they're Harve, Brown and Moses. And sometimes if you're critical of those two, it's their decision making and not running the ball enough. But by the style of footy that they play when they play this offloading game, it makes them run. And that's what's so effective for this Parramatta team. They don't play to structure. They play off the cuff and it makes them run and it pushes people up with them in space. Uh, and then then they play off the back of that. So for me, that's the formula I've been crying out for all year. They do it spasmodically though. Um, they don't do it uh, consistently enough and they don't challenge themselves enough enough When they get in tight pressure situations, as they did in week one of the finals against Penrith. But the other night, in a do-or-die game against the Raiders, they just went for it. I think they ended up having close to 20 offloads for the game, which is huge. Um, And that's the style of footy. They've got to go with up there in North Queensland, because that's the style of footy. If they get through to a grand final, they can beat Penrith. Mm -hmm. They're not going to beat Penrith with a completion-based game and doing all these set pieces. They're going to stick to what they know, and even if a few errors come from that, they've got to back themselves that that style of footy is our DNA, and that's how we're going to win a game. The other thing about the Eels going up there to Townsville, um, they've never played at the new stadium, and they've got a poor record in Townsville itself. They've only won two from the last 14 games up there and the last time the Cowboys played the Eels this year was in Darwin and they got smashed 35 to 4. So if they're ever going to to win against Parramatta in, a, in an important game um, this is the game they need to do it in because their records suggest they struggle up there in those tougher conditions.
0: Yeah, conditions certainly all favouring the Cowboys with the, those stats as well that you mentioned Loza playing in the heat. Should absolutely suit uh, North Queensland there in Townsville. No excuses for them, that's for sure. Now the market uh, has Penrith at dollar eighty to win the premiership. Souths are five dollars fifty. The Cowboys and Parramatta six dollars. So the market's telling you whoever wins the Penrith Souths game uh, will certainly be favourites. Even the Bunnies. The Bunnies finished seventh, remember seventh heading into the finals. So, of course, the big wild card is Latrell Mitchell. Latrell wasn't there last year. Yeah. Uh, I don't, he wasn't there the year before either, was he? No, he wasn't
1: there the year before. You no, know, he was suspended. a uh, hamstring injury. Then That's last right. year was suspended.
0: Hmm. So here he is, with a chance. Yeah,
1: yeah. I look South. They've got the ability in their team to cause an upset. Um, but their completion rate on the weekend, and I, I know you know, I just was speaking about Parramatta's style. But Cronulla had plenty of opportunities to put points on South the other night. Um, they just couldn't finish it off. So that my concern with with Penrith, uh, with Souths would be they've got to be able to to start well, um, and they started well the other night through their forwards, and then they sort of went away from that. So they go in and out of games too much. South Sydney for me, but when they if they get it together for an 80 minute performance, uh, they will trouble they will trouble um, whoever they play, and they can trouble Penrith. They've seen them this year down in. I think it was Melbourne earlier in the season where their completion rate was horrible, but then they had a 10- or 15-minute period where they controlled the ball, they got field position, and they just stormed home. And that was the game that Luttrell kicked that super field goal. Uh, so Souths have got it in them, but the other thing with South is they've got some injury concerns. I just don't know how fit they'll be. Penrith have freshened up, ready to go, whereas Penrith, you know, they had AJ uh, Alex Johnson leave the field, uh, Jai Arrow, um, left the field uh, Havili uh, left the field and if all those guys are carrying injuries this, into this game will they be able to get through it how damaged are South but as I said before when you've got Cam Murray Damien Cook Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell in your team that's a fair start and they've got the ability there
0: now I'm just having a look obviously I wasn't here on uh, Friday but I'm looking at the multi Zugotche top two tick Enemo win, tick. Mazu top forward, it's finished fifth, hasn't it? Oh my God. Yes, finished oh. fifth, Bit you up. Know? I'll tell
1: you what, uh, how good was Nature Strip? How good was Nature Strip on the weekend? Enemo was terrific. There were some other good runs in the shorts as well. I thought Lost and Running uh, was a good run. for well, Lost John O'Shea, It's now second Chase favourite stable. for the Everest, Loz. Se- second favourite, is mm. it? Right, wow. Off the back of that run. Yeah, it was uh, very, very impressive, but... They're going to have to chase Nature Strip down. A
0: wonderful horse. Wonderful oh, sprint Incredible horse. And considering it's had the trip, of course, over to uh, to the UK as well. I mean, we've seen, you know, Classic Legend, who's been spelled by the way, after it failed on the weekend. And, and Chautauqua previously, when they've gone over overseas, just been a bit flat initially when they've come back. So Nature Strip, no issues. Into $2.10. $2.10 Jeez. to win the Tab oh, Everest. Oh, God. Nature Strip. After well, as you shorts. know,
1: anything can happen, but from what Nature Strip has been able to do in its last few starts, it's just been getting more and more impressive. And you're right, coming from the other side of the world after winning the Kingstand Stakes at Royal Ascot, uh, to produce an effort like that first up was pretty special. Um and yeah, I, th- I thought lost and running was good, finishing third. Overpass finished second, but a lot of people were tipping overpass to run a mighty race because looking for an opportunity to run in the Everest. So I'm wondering whether overpass will get picked up by a
0: slot holder. Oh, I think it will, Loz. I think naturally just the attrition. Well, now what, what does Bonho do with his slot? Mm. Uh, with Classic Legend being spelled. so uh, And there's well, I think there's still five slots left, isn't there? Or well, maybe six now with the Classic Legend... Up for grabs, I'll just have to check that. Well, classic legend, sorry, uh, not going in Bonho's slot. Uh, but overpass went 26 into 13 with Tab after running second. Mazu were eight out to 13, I think I saw. And I don't, I don't think it was the worst run at all. A couple of lengths behind. He probably wanted it to finish probably a length closer, but faced the breeze. Uh, did, not did his it. grand
1: final, though, either. Not me, his
0: bro. grand final, so third up off. I think that's a bit of an overreaction, that drift.
1: Yeah, younger horse, taking on the older horses, the more experienced horses. Good run from him, I thought, as well. Um, Finished back in the pack, but again, wouldn't be really screwed down, so he'll improve. Um, and you would never write off the Snowden camp because they've got a history of producing horses on the day.
0: Okay, back page of the Daily Telegraph, a picture of Callum Mills and his partner there. No medal, but we'll settle for a grand final, and uh, he did well, though, in the count last night. The Swan, Callum Mills, he finished seventh with 21 votes, eight behind the winner, by the way. Patrick Cripps, very late last night. For anyone who stayed up and watched it, the Carlton midfielder. He won the Brownlow medal. He had three votes in the final round in his Carlton sides, one point loss to Collingwood. So Cripps won by one vote. Thrilling count ahead of the 2020 winner Brisbane's Lockie Neal in the Brownlow medal last night. Patrick Cripps for Carlton. Uh, Also on the back page of the telly, box seat. Cleary chip off the old block and uh, Isaiah Yo just uh, pretty much saying there that uh, it's like having another coach. Uh, father and son, both coaches, really, the way... But That's that's what you want from your halfback, pretty much, anyway, isn't it, Loz? You want him like an extra coach on the field, really.
1: Well, that's their main role, you know. Their main role is to be like the coach and, to, and do the coach's instructions out there on the field and be able to deliver what the coach has been wanting from your team throughout the week. Nathan Cleary, like all good halfbacks, understands the game. Uh, He's got a good feel. And sitting in the coach's box with his father uh, in that five weeks that he was out, he would learn a lot of stuff about the team's performances, but also about his own game and what he can do in certain situations. So, you know, they're just making sure that they do everything correct leading into the final series, Uh, Nathan Cleary was superb in his first game back after a five-week layoff, and you'd expect nothing different from one of our leading players in the game.
0: Everything's coming up, Moses. On the back page of the Sydney Morning Herald, Michael Chemis writing here that, uh, well, he'll pretty much become a millionaire as far as his contract is concerned due to a bonus incentive in there that win a premiership, and he'll get a significant bump up again, pushing him into the uh, seven-figure mark as far as his contract is concerned. It's such a... Delicate balancing act, though, isn't it? These bonus payments, because as soon as, obviously, they hit, uh, you're probably squeezing someone else out. I know Parramatta have got a few players leaving anyway, but, uh, well, Mitchell Moses, he can, he'll can he be worth every penny if he leads them to, to a premiership loss.
1: Well, if you can lead a team to a premiership, middle, you know, you're worth, as you said, you're worth the, the amount of money that they're going to offer you. But that's the biggest issue with Mitch Moses at the moment, whether he's able to consistently do it in a big game. Um, They were on the front foot against the Raiders on the weekend and they looked terrific, whereas the week before, they were in their shell a little bit and they didn't play anything like the style of footy we've seen and we've come to know from Parramatta this year when they're at their best that can trouble anyone in this competition. So, you know, the next two weeks are going to be massive for that club. We know they've got a huge supporter base. I think their best is good enough to trouble Penrith and win but they've just got to consistently bring that and trust the ability with the ball and even if they make a few mistakes just still go after the game and still play their style of football don't tighten up don't go into their shell they've got to continually play football and challenge the Cowboys and Penrith in the next two weeks if, if in fact that's who they play in a grand
0: final big story as far as the Swans are concerned this week leading into the grand final is the fitness of Sam Reid who was uh, there when they won the flag in 2012 and uh, a real favourite there at the club, and the uh, the headline of the back page of the Herald: highly unlikely reed injury blow for Swan. So he has an adductor issue, uh, and uh, was sub- subbed out of the game there in the one point victory against Collingwood on Saturday. So he is in huge doubt. And Joel Lamarty or Hayden McLean uh, seen as the two to potentially fill that void as the backup ruckman slash forward. Uh, playing up forward there with Buddy, but uh, he's been really good for the Swans uh, this year. hasn't? Uh, his body's really let him down over the past few years, but has strung some games together this year and has been valuable, uh, to say the least. So that's going to be the big story. How do you feel about the Swans uh, heading into Saturday, Loz? Are you, are you, do you think the market's pretty much spot on? Geelong deserve to be uh, I think they did, I did,
1: Yeah, I think they deserve to be favourites, you know, but I, I actually think, Well, I thought before the game, whoever won the Collingwood Swans game would actually win the comp. Um, I know that Geelong have been playing some really good football and they'll be tough down there. The majority of the crowd will be there to support them. But um, I I, I don't know. There's something about this Swans side and Collingwood that they they, they just go hard. They play for the full 80 minutes. As long as they're not blown away early in the contest... I think they're right in it. I really do. I, I think that's a, a super preparation to have for a grand final, if they haven't got too many injuries out of it. I think that's the type of game you need going into a grand final. If you can walk out of that game with no injuries or one injury, uh, but you know there's there's some doubt about you know one of the players, but you're, you're hoping he can get up. I, I just think those tight games it builds confidence. Um, you look around in the shed, you know, whatever situation you're in, you can win from. And that's what Collingwood had going into that game. And I reckon the Swans have built
0: that resilience throughout the year as well. Okay, heroes and villains this Monday morning. So give us a call, thirteen fifty three fifty three, text line zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two, And the prize, the usual $100 gift card. And also a case of the saint and sinner alcoholic kombucha, especially with it heating up. Clarkey, weather was good on in the a weekend. Sunday. Arvo, perfect every arvo. Actually got a bottle of rosé yesterday.
2: how did you go? That's did when you know. That's when you know. Did it's you drink getting, it or look at it? No, I drank
0: it. Good to hear. A <laughs> couple of beers and then onto the right. That's when you know it's getting hot, though, don't you? Rosé all day. Yeah.